Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week we have a very special episode. We I do. say that every time. But, but it's every always. episode <laughs> is special with us. We make it special. <laughs> <laughs> because we feel special doing this. <laughs> I, totally. But this is a good one because we haven't even... Okay, we've talked about some parts, but we haven't talked about the main thing that we're talking about today. Yeah. We're going to dive into some Mandalorian stuff today. With emphasis on the most adorable, most mysterious Baby Yoda. I'm calling him Baby Yoda today. I know yeah. his name is Grogu. Or as my mom likes to call him, Gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Close enough. Baby Gogurt. <laughs> Baby Yogurt. <laughs> but I mean, he's always going to be Baby Yoda, even though his name is Grogu. You know. I know, I know. I feel like they tried, they gave him a name out of, like, revolt, revolution. Well, they were just like, how dare you, like, make up a name for this Here's character. the thing, though. <laughs> Many people may not know this. The name Grogu was decided in season one of The Mandalorian, and they just didn't know how to incorporate it in, like, a fluid fashion. Like, how do we just... And so Dave Filoni, being the fucking genius that he is... Decided to have Ahsoka on, right? And he said that that would be the perfect way to incorporate the name Grogu because she, number one, knew Yoda, the only other one of the species that any of us really know about. And number Mm two, um, could speak to him kind of telepathically or at least sense his emotions and his fears and things. And so it was a good Mm -hmm. time to like reveal somewhat seamlessly that his name was Grogu. So there's there's a little trivia for you, but... (laughs) I mean, that makes sense it's because you can't just, I hate blatant exposition. Right. Where they just sit down and tell you this, this, and this is the story. And Correct. Then, like, yeah. Two characters start talking and they just lay out the plot line for you. I find that really irritating. So I'm glad he waited until it was like naturally incorporated in there. Yes. And Ahsoka literally is the only one, at least in this realm of this show, who knew, trained, and fought alongside Yoda. Yeah. Very rare. So he's cute. He's adorable. It was pretty much a giant shock to see another Yoda because we don't know his species. Right. And I'm actually so thankful that they didn't give it away that we still don't know. Yeah, me too. You and I talked about how some things can remain a mystery, should remain a secret, and Yoda's species is, is like one of those things, I think. Too. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to know. I never want to know. I like the mystery around it. Yeah. And I do kind of hope that this baby is not related to Yoda, but wouldn't it be funny if he was? Like, well, there'd be a lot more questions. I don't even... <laughs> I know. It's like, I don't even want to go there. Like, but damn ew. it, Yoda. The shit you accused Anakin of, or at least... <laughs> secretly accused Anakin of you doing on the side Yoda I don't think so Mm -mm. I don't think it was in blood relation to Yoda but I think well 
okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Baby Yoda, not necessarily related to the Yoda. <laughs> and then there's that female one. Isn't there a female Yoda? Didn't oh, she have like Yaddle? Yaddle! I don't know if that's this is I don't know if it's a female, first of all. I was never sure. And okay. then I maybe I sure I could just I Google sure it. hope I didn't misgender Yaddle, but <laughs> well, shall we look up what Yaddle is? Yes, please. I hope I didn't just it make was, a giant mistake. It was one of my trivia questions. It was. I remember. Uh, Let's see. Yaddle. Yaddle. (laughs) (laughs) A force-sensitive female being in the same species as Grandmaster Yoda. Okay. There you go. Unnamed species. So some things must remain sacred, such as... So it it could be Yoda and Yaddle. I mean, it could be, but I gotta believe that Yoda was... He was like the head Buddha, the head Buddhist in the temple. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at this picture of Yaddle and being like, mm, I, I see a resemblance. <laughs> they all look the same. It's uh, so funny. But they, you know, they age quite differently. Baby yeah. Yoda is 50. I was going to say. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you know how old Baby Yoda is? There you go. I think he's 50. Yeah. And that puts him at the Jedi Temple when Anakin went apeshit. Okay, so I wondered about this because when I rewatched it the other day, um, Ahsoka says that he was at the temple and he was hidden and then someone came and took him from the temple. Yes. Who was it? Would it have been Obi-Wan? Would it have been... Yoda? Are we going to see Obi-Wan go back to the temple in the Obi-Wan series and rescue Gogurt? <laughs> <She's... laughs> my, I have to tell you, my mother loves Baby Yoda. She doesn't. She was never into Star Wars until The Mandalorian came out, right? And now she listens to our podcast. She's fully enveloped in all of this. You know this because she follows Instagram. She does. Your Instagram account. And very interactive now. Loves to ask questions and everything. But her heart is devoted to Baby Yoda. He is adorable. (laughs) I mean, he is. But it got... I mean, it's funny because that's the effect of The Mandalorian. And and even you could say the, the sequels. They pull in new Star Wars fans. And then they become exposed to the stuff... That we always treated as like, you know, the iconic stuff. But to these people, the Mandalorian is the first thing they're seeing. Or the sequel trilogy is the first thing they're seeing. Or the prequels were the first thing they grew up with seeing. And so it's really kind of interesting. But you can't have Baby Yoda without regular Yoda. (laughs) It's like it's like tall, grande, venti (laughs) Yodas. (laughs) Well, I I wonder if People who have no experience then with Yoda, they like Baby Yoda because he's cute, super adorable, yeah. but it's like they don't understand maybe the importance of how rare they that species the is. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he lived through Order 66, which is, you know, rare. Mm-hmm. Not a lot did. I would have to believe that, you know, Yoda being Yoda... He would have had to have been the one to, like, secretly rescue 
his Grogu, son. Right? Because they're of the same species. I was going to say, he knew his son was still at the temple and he had to go back. And- his son! <laughs> I don't think it's his son! <laughs> Listen, Corky is Obi-Wan's son, but Baby Yoda is not Yoda's son. I draw a line here. <laughs> Shit, Yoda didn't even know that Palpatine was Sidious. How would he know if he had a bastard running around the temple? I mean, I know they look the same, but... Well, because Yoda, Yaddle, and Grogu were all at the temple at the same time. It just makes sense. (laughs) Yoda and Yaddle. They should have had a baby named, like, Yiddle then instead. (laughs) Yiddish. Little Yiddish. Aw. Little baby Yiddy. That's adorable. (laughs) It is kind of cute. Anyway, sidetracked yeah, already. Yeah, I'm sorry. I side tangents this. Oh, no, not you. I mean, I just, <laughs> this is how we do things here. <laughs> so, I mean, Grogu was being trained as a Jedi, and he made it out of Order 66, and he was hidden away by who knows who. We don't know. We can only speculate. Mm-hmm. And now he's been rescued by the Jedi. We'll get to that, because... <laughs> You know, as we record this, it is the one year anniversary of the season two Mandalorian finale where Luke came back to open up all of our tear ducts. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, if you follow me on Instagram, you know this is a real thing. I definitely. It's a real. I was crying for real, real yesterday. <laughs> yes, because you rewatched everything just to freshen I up. I did, and-, and it was very emotional for me to see Luke. That whole, the the Luke thing for, for those who know and those who get it and those who love was a real, uh, it, one of the greatest things I've seen Star Wars wise. Yeah. Flat out, hands down, point blank period, right? Yeah. But that was emotional. And then it was, uh, the Mandalorian himself saying goodbye to Baby yeah. Yoda after everything they went through, and it was so touching because he took his helmet off. Yeah, and kept it off. And I realized it kind of didn't yes. click with me before, but I was thinking he pulled the helmet up and put it back down, and he doesn't. He well, took, he took it the off and then off. stood there in the room. Yeah, yeah, which is that was like raw, real emotion, and he didn't care in that moment. Yeah. He made such a big deal of it. You know how Mandalorians are. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is the way <laughs> this is, this is uh, ask no questions. This is just how we do it. But, oh, yeah, it was a very moving scene. Um, I, I really, uh, I don't know. The, I guess it was Yo not Yoda. I was going to say it was baby Yoda. Yiddle, Yaddle, and Yoda. <laughs> 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 God. It was Grogu's decision to that moment where, um, Mando says he doesn't want to go with you, and Luke says he wants your permission. Yeah, was a an interesting moment because obviously Mando can't understand Grogu. Mm-hmm. Maybe Grogu can understand Mando. I don't know. We don't really know that so much. Well, but... if he's force sensitive, he would understand emotion. Yeah, yeah, and so it's or like at this... least feel it strongly. It's an interesting moment because we think they have this, they do have this very important bond, but Mando is like maybe projecting 
onto him a little bit, saying mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. acting like he understood him, but being kind of wrong when a, both Ahsoka and Luke point out you're not quite understanding what Grogu is saying. It's kind of yeah. interesting. It is, and it was an interesting way of them. They could have just had him go with Luke, mm-hmm. easy peasy, you know. Oh, there's the Jedi. All right, off I go. But it was. It's curious that they left that in, like he wants your permi- your permission, mm-hmm. like, like almost like he respects whatever decision Mando gave him because right. there is that bond there. Well, right, you know? and it, that ties in with Ahsoka's part of it and like the the attachment she sees. Yes, which yes, and I think there may be a part. This is just a theory of mine, but the Baby Yoda moment where he where Luke says. He wants your permission. It's like you're never gonna get over it unless you give him up yourself. Like, like mm-hmm. Mando has to detach from him emotionally and physically, and maybe Baby Yoda knew that, and so he was waiting for him to say like, "Okay, this is this is your next step. I'm okay with you going." Yeah. And then Baby Yoda, almost in his own way or in a Jedi way, with the help of Luke interpreting was able to allow Mandal- the Mando that chance to say, okay, I I can let you go. Yeah, that's interesting. Because otherwise, then it's just Luke sweeping in and snatching him up and stuff. But that just wasn't the way. No, yeah, it was very compassionate if that was, mm-hmm. if that was the case. That was... Well, the thing is, is Ahsoka understood. Luke understood because they've lived it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved... Ahsoka's influence and then Luke's influence. You know, we knew a Jedi was coming at the last episode. We didn't know it was going to be Luke. Oh, I'm never going to get over it. So good. But, you know, there's all this, is it going to be Ezra? But we know he's out floating around with the whales and and Thrawn somewhere, you know. (laughs) And we know we were, we were, we were verified this because Ahsoka gave it away in her episode She's still looking for him. Where's your leader, Thrawn? You right. know, which I can't wait. Oh my god, yeah. live action Thrawn! Give it to me now. I can't wait. It's going to be so amazing. Honestly, wait. just the Ahsoka episode. Oh, the Ahsoka episode. Oh, Let's talk about it. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. Everything about it, and I I've only ever watched it once until mm-hmm. yesterday. I rewatched it, and I was able to because I knew it was coming. I paid more attention to like other details. And the mm-hmm. just the world building there, the the, yes. the creatures in the background, and the way the trees are all burned, and the outside is yes. this toxic kind of, you know, the kind of um, atmosphere you get with a lot of volcanic activity. Yes, but or after a wildfire burns everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know these. I was going to say you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Uh, yeah, no, no, not nothing at all. <laughs> And then inside but, the, um, what is that woman called again? She's not the governor, like the the magistrate. Magistrate. Inside the magistrate's building. And it's this beautiful, calm, yes. koi pond with a blue sky. Yes. It's just like, I love. Isn't that always how it goes, though? Yeah. I love The that. rich. Okay, have you ever heard of Brandon Sanderson, the author? He's a science fiction author. He wrote the Mistborn series. Mm-mm. 
Very similar to the world that was built in the Ahsoka episode where everything's charred on the outside and the poor and the, the slaves and the, the low, mm-hmm. the low class. And then the rich are in this beautiful temple and you don't even know that there's tar- anything tarnished. Right. Interesting. And I got that kind of vibe. If anyone's read the books, they they'll know what I'm talking about, but it's that vibe of like the rich are set aside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and don't know anything. I love that. Kind or of don't stuff. care. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's such a giant contrast, but it was so well executed in that episode. It was great. And then there's Ahsoka in the shadows. Cause she is a bit of a shadow. She is. She keeps disappearing into the mist. She does. And that's what she does in the clone Wars. She's real fast and acrobatic yeah. and you know, She's there and then she isn't. I love it. And the the play of the lights. Yes. And they play they did a play on lights, really great shit. Her lightsabers have a different sound too than like mm-hmm. most of the other lightsabers. And the fact I just kept thinking how when we're watching Clone Wars, because it's for kids, we yeah. we never see them kill like living beings because it's for kids. Right. And like every other version of star wars all the movies they are just killing people right and left like i you know if you watch return of the jedi like luke goes into jabba's palace and just kills a whole bunch of people yeah that's all he does he eliminates a few (laughs) exactly so like to see ahsoka just like cutting people down right and left it was Kind of surprising, but also, like, so fucking badass. So badass. And uh, you can see, okay, so here's this warrior woman, this trained, trained Jedi. I mean, Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Mm -hmm. Also, you could say Obi-Wan's second Padawan. (laughs) Okay, big happy family back in the day. Yeah. I mean, she's got skill, and she had some of the best training before it all went to hell, right? And then totally different demeanor goes right into her caring, compassionate, um, warm self that we know she has, that we've seen in the Clone Wars as soon as she sees Baby Yoda, yes, right? Yes, yeah. I hope it's about him, she says. And it's yeah, just like exactly. That humor. Like that, yeah, that, exactly. And Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job oh, like, yeah. like getting that, yeah. the cadence in her voice and everything. Um it's just, it was so heartbreaking to me, and yet one of the finest things that they added in that episode is why she couldn't train him. Yeah. I mean, we all knew what she was talking about when she said, I've seen what such feelings can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight, to the best of us. I will not start this child down that path. And for those who know, obviously she's talking about her own master, and with the amount of because she sensed the fear in baby yoda right and we know what fear does <laughs> even with the best training it doesn't usually lead to good places no not in star wars no that's that's the whole thing about star wars <laughs> is feeling the fear and doing it anyway no um, <laughs> well that is part of it <laughs> kind of though facing your demons but that's why i think it's kind of interesting that ahsoka wouldn't train Grogu because she saw what happened to Anakin but Luke would because he saw what happened to Anakin precisely at the end and it's two faces of the same coin basically yeah uh but Luke literally could be the only one Mm -hmm. because he has the belief because he's seen 
Ahsoka only knows what happened. And at this point, we don't know if she's met Luke. We assume she hasn't. So she doesn't know that Anakin turned back. Yeah. You know, in the in the end to save his she son. She probably knows of him, even if she hasn't Oh, absolutely hasn't met him. Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? They have posters. The Jedi. Well, I'll tell you Post who doesn't. Boy. <laughs> Mandalorian didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> well, yeah, actually like Bo Katan didn't know who he was either. She knew he was a Jedi. Well, you know, the the Mandalorians, the hardcore Mandalorians, like Bo-Katan, don't want anything to do with the Jedi, unless it's Ahsoka, because they can trust her. That's true. And she's technically not a Jedi anymore. Right. You know, by title, even though she is. Yeah, I mean, is it like the (laughs) once in, never out? You're just always a Jedi after that? I believe that's a... (laughs) I believe there's a song, Hotel California... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> That's the Jedi. <laughs> it's the Jedi. It's the Jedi theme song. <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> Put that quote in a picture of the Jedi temple on a t-shirt. You're going to have Don Henley singing with lightsabers. Yes. He'll be on the, he'll be on the steps as Anakin and the troops are walking by. <laughs> you can check out anytime you like Anakin, but you can never leave. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> All of that to say, <laughs> Ahsoka saw the worst happen, and Luke saw the worst happen turn into good. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that it's possible, and he believes. Yeah. In the hope that even though this small child has a lot of fear in him, doesn't have to be a death sentence. Yeah. You know, and Luke's trying to make a different Jedi order anyway. Well, and Luke is the person who always believes in the good of others. And (laughs) I suppose I'm just going to pretend like part of the sequels don't exist. They're like, please do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have permission on this podcast to do just that. Thank you. Yeah. I, You're welcome. <laughs> it, it's He's the person who always believes in the good, and he always, always knows from personal experience that you can overcome your fear, that you can have fear. Fear is natural, but it doesn't have to control your actions. If you... Yes. And maybe that's that comes down to nature versus nurture, You know, you could have, because obviously Anakin and Luke share DNA, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't, they don't behave the same way when it comes to facing fear. Correct. At least not ultimately, right? Like, no, right. Obviously, Luke has a temper like Anakin, but he, through training, fears, lots of emotion. I mean, who would? He's afraid of his friends dying. Exactly. Like his biggest thing. Which is funny because he is not afraid of loss, Mm-mm. like which is crazy. But but it's you see it even in A New Hope. He literally saw the charred remains of his family laying on the yeah. ground, and Mark Hamill wanted to play the scene very emotionally. And George Lucas is like, "No, I want you to keep it, f- yeah. you know, Saturday morning cartoon friendly." <laughs> <laughs> Like all of Star Wars. No. Yeah, right? Like, don't feel anything too much. And I've always thought that was, like, super crazy that he 
saw that, went back to Obi-Wan and was like, okay, I'm ready to be a Jedi. Granted, this is the hero's journey. It's how it's supposed to be. But still, like, as a Correct. normal human, you'd be like, yeah. I'm going to crawl into bed for 12 months. True. Which is, I guess, also a year. And just... Anakin <laughs> and his own father would have raged. Yeah. Sought revenge. Yeah. Because Anakin never accepted. That That's what drove him into Darth Vader-ness, is that he couldn't accept... The chance that Padme might die or, or whatever his vision showed or his mom died and all that. He just couldn't accept it. Yeah. That things came to an end. And Luke did. And yeah. there's some peace in that. Luke is much more like Obi-Wan in that sense. Yes. yes. He is so much more stoic and yes. accepts that he might not like what's happening. But if the no. Force wills it, I think Obi-Wan learned the hard way that like... The Force is going to do what it's going to do, whether or yeah. not you're happy with it. It's like the loss of Qui-Gon, the loss of Satine. Yeah. It's like just he... because you accept something doesn't mean that you also don't have an emotional response to it, that, right. that you're okay with it. Yeah, and somebody said that actually about um, the episode we did about all the sad things in Obi-Wan's life. Somebody mm-hmm. said that they felt one of the most under- rated and under discussed scenes is when Bo-Katan is throwing Satine in Obi-Wan's face in season seven saying like you're not gonna help me I thought you loved my sister mm-hmm. like yeah that's a bit manipulative it is and he shows clearly in his face and his voice that like he did care for her but he's saying I cannot allow my emotions to determine my behavior sorry but i can't even though Mm -hmm. you're gonna throw that in my face and luke is very similar i think he finds a way to he finds a way through it still like to find a solution that makes everybody Mm kind of happy i guess not everybody the emperor sure wasn't happy but no but that's okay (laughs) we don't like him oh (laughs) his feelings aren't valid here (laughs) But everything you're saying is so true, and that's why it's extremely important that it was Luke who showed up and chose to take, to train, I should say, Baby Yoda. Because he's the only one that understands. Ahsoka, we love her. She is queen, but she has emotions. And she knows it, though. And she's aware of what those emotions can do, and she also is aware of what she'd be starting with with Baby Yoda. And in fact, not just fear that was sensed in Baby Yoda, but the obvious attachment he had to Mando, mm-hmm. right? That's that's two obstacles very, very difficult for a Jedi to overcome. Because mm-hmm. what have we talked about before? Is attachments not allowed? And you don't fear. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose, right? Yeah. Which is one of my favorite quotes, but... Yeah, I mean, you gotta hard to do. Be ready to accept the thing that you fear the most. I mean, it, it's that. Is it like a Japanese proverb that all thing like all leaves must fall, like all things must end, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's very hard to accept. It's like a kind of heartbreaking, beautiful, poetic thing about life. Is that yes? There is no, <laughs> no one gets out alive. You know, and so, like, it's about how you accept that or you rail against it. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's interesting to me about Ahsoka in particular, though, because 
she might even be the best Jedi Jedi of all. She's so point, uh, so stoic mm-hmm. and warm and compassionate and fighting for the greater good, but yes. is not attached. She is literally alone in a dark, yes. burned out forest, which is very sad. Yeah, considering how much heart she has. And how everyone that comes in contact with her either respects her or loves her, befriends her in some way, trusts her, but she goes it alone. She's on her mission. And like, how could mm-hmm. she, hunting Thrawn, and we know, we all know how dangerous and ruthless Thrawn is. Oh, te- he's... You can't bring a child along No, while no, you're doing she... that, so it's, no. it wouldn't be practical. And she's she's also one of those that when she makes a promise or she makes her mind up about something, she sticks to it until she sees it through to the end. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that she would have given up her quest to find Ezra and go defeat Thrawn or whatever her plan may be. We'll find out in the show, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, but I, if she saw that there was a chance, she would have taken Baby Yoda. But she she knew there was. Let's let's call it like it is. She had too much fear. From her own past, seeing her own master mm-hmm. to train that. And that's a bad combo. Fear plus fear doesn't equal a good, yeah. any good outcome. Well, maybe so. she, yeah, maybe that's an even bigger reason why she would refuse. Obviously, she would be putting a child on a path that she felt was wrong for that child. Yeah. But also, bringing her own fear into that situation, you're right. Like, none of that would have been productive or good. Yeah. But she helped him in the best way she could. She told uh mando where to take him so that he can make the decision yeah and an interesting thought occurred to me about grogu on that seeing stone um a lot of people say well luke just came in and that was it that was it um mando had to let him go and that was that was the end he went off with luke and we'll never see him again but i don't think it was as simple i wonder now, hear me out. If Grogu, while he was meditating on that rock and the thing was, you know, he's reaching out and making himself present to whatever Jedi are, are listening. If maybe he saw what would happen to Mando if he didn't go. Hmm. And maybe that's why he chose to go. So maybe it wasn't that he saw, oh, I'm a Jedi or I have, I'm, I'm strong with the force. I need a Jedi. Maybe he saw multiple instances of what might happen. And maybe his best course was to leave Mando, even though maybe he wanted to stay and he knew that Mando was close to him and was bound to him. Maybe baby Yoda saw a situation where Mando may have gotten hurt or died if he stuck around. And thus he decided, okay, I'm going to go. Because I'll just say it. My mom hated that Luke came in and just took baby Yoda away from him because Mando said, wherever he goes, I go. Yeah. Up until that moment. But I wonder if baby Yoda made a decision because he saw something terrible that might happen. And so he, not a self-sacrifice, but said, okay, I got to do this because this man who's protected me and I've protected him, I can protect him one more time. Yeah. It's a lesser of two evils. Yes. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. I thought of that because I don't think there's obviously there's absolutely nothing sinister about Luke. Luke heard a distress call and came. Why? Because that's what Luke Skywalker does. Mm-hmm. 
Someone's in trouble. He's going to go. He's not going to ask questions. He's rushing in. He's going to save whoever needs saved by any means necessary. And he'll sort out the details afterwards. So (laughs) he got a call, you could say, from poor baby Yoda. And he went. Got in his X-wing. Killed all of our souls with his amazingness. (laughs) And took this, this, uh, this... This lost soul, yeah. baby baby Yoda, and gave him some place where he belonged. But I don't think it's the last we'll see of him. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, I mean, he's only 50 and he can live another 850 years. So Yeah, and I mean, we know that Luke's school is destroyed. We know this. Yeah, we know so, it existed for a while. Yeah, so... I'm thinking maybe Baby Yoda gets out of that. I think there's more to the story that that awaits us. I don't think it's the end. I'm interested to see what's going to happen because on a couple of different fronts, right? So, like, it's possible that Baby Yoda could show up in the Obi-Wan show because they do share part of the timeline. They do. It's possible that Luke will show up in Ahsoka's show because... In the original Thrawn trilogy, Luke is the one who destroys Thrawn. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see it if will be. he gets... Like, how fucking cool would it be if Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker are I the- can't. <laughs> I'm having way- a physical reaction <laughs> sitting here. Seriously... The, like, <laughs> Jedi dream team. I have to breathe. <laughs> Deep I have to breathe because my Skywalker love and heart will absolutely fucking implode. Yeah. You will hear me from across this globe. <laughs> Especially if it's done well, which, hey, Favreau and Filoni, in the I trust. Well, and they hired that guy who did the deep fake. So they did. They could. They do- did. Let me just say. Let me just say this though. Please do. Don't use computer-generated voice. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Mark Hamill is one of the greatest voice actors he, he around. He really is, though. He can pitch his voice up and sound younger. He can. Let him lay down the track. Like, why? I knew right away it wasn't a human voice. And I saw the special features and they're like, I don't think you can tell. It's like, I could tell instantly because I have watched Luke Skywalker since I was like five years old. So I can tell you right away that that was not Mm -hmm. Mark Hamill's voice. Mm -hmm. Like, just let him speak the lines and it will sound a million percent better. So go ahead, put him in the Ahsoka show. I am here for that. Yes, but use Mark Hamill's voice, please. Well... (laughs) I, I'm here to tell you if they used Max Lloyd Jones in oh, the future. Big fan. Fuck. The guy's great. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I believe Stand it. in as Luke any day. <laughs> any had, day. He had the physicality down. He did. It was very um fluid. I was I really thought he did a great job. <sighs> I have a girl boner. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> I I just I love you so much. <laughs> I'm I, having I, problems. I love you. I love you too. 
I know we're supposed to be talking about Baby Yoda. I get it. But he's tied to so many incredible characters at this point that it's just the possibilities are endless for where this could go. Well, so that's the other question I have then. What is going to happen in Mandalorian Season 3? Because the whole show thus far has been Mando with Baby Yoda. And that's... Well, he's got... So it's like... He's got the Darksaber now. Okay, whole nother thing, which this might be another show altogether. Technically, (laughs) then... It might need to be. By... I thought you had to kill the person with the Darksaber, which he did not do. So, therefore, if that's the rule, you don't have to kill somebody, Obi-Wan is actually the owner of the Darksaber. Preach, girl. Preach, because he had it. He defeated Previsla first. He absolutely did. Yeah. So, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, I need to know how the fuck it got from Sabine. Did Sabine give it to... She did, didn't she, at the end of Rebels? I don't remember, she honestly. She gave it over. I think she did. Uh, he, here's the deal. We got a lot of questions. Yeah. And they're going to need to be answered. So, well, we know Sabine's in the Ahsoka show. We, we got a whole season three that's going to be Darksaber related. Um, yeah. We don't know if Baby Yoda is going to show up. Uh, listen, he might show up at the end of the... Yeah. At the end of the season, you know. Speaking basic... <laughs> English. <laughs> maybe. Maybe yeah. he'll be on a holocron. Like, video. Oh. They'll have video. They'll have Skype sessions <laughs> from Luke's temple. Maybe Leia will be there. Oh, my God. It'll be a whole family thing. Han will be in the back chastising somebody. You know. Maybe, Baby Yoda's maybe... always stealing Ben's cookies and... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eating oh. his milkshake. <laughs> yeah. See, I love the future. Of Star Wars, <laughs> at least in our brains, it yeah. seems really good. There are so <laughs> many possibilities. <laughs> Next week, we are going to discuss Padme Amidala. Long overdue on this show. We Long haven't overdue. had any episodes about her yet. So mm-hmm. we are going to talk about whether or not we think Padme died of a broken heart. Because yes. that just has never sat right, I think, with either never one of us. Never sat right with me either. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. So. This strong, intelligent, beautiful, strong, intelligent, beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah. Just died of a broken heart? Not buying it. No. Nope. Um, yeah. I don't think so. So we'll, we'll dive into some theories and mm-hmm. uh, have a discussion about what we think happened there for real. Last week, we asked you your opinions on what would have changed if Qui-Gon had lived. And we got a really interesting response from Breath in My Blood via Instagram. She says, My take on no one going back to try and get Shmi out of slavery is that the council wouldn't have done that regardless, since they didn't want anyone to be attached. And as far as I can tell, Obi-Wan wouldn't have had the authority to do so. He's a newly knighted... He is newly knighted and in charge of one of the most complicated Padawans a Jedi has ever had to deal with. He's expressed defiance to the council, but it now is under the discretion of training Anakin while proving himself as a knight and getting his bearings after losing Qui-Gon. I just don't think he would have been in a position to make that happen until until years down the road, and by then maybe he felt like it would have been a bad idea. She then goes on to say, And even if they had rescued Shmi, Palpatine would have used her as a pawn at some point. I don't see that ending well regardless. And that is the absolute truth. Uh... Palpatine knew too much and knew his entire goal was to get Anakin as 
his eventually, right? So he would have probably, I could see him using Shmi as a pawn. So excellent response. Thank you for chiming in. We love our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.